Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Joining me this morning, we have Frank Wolf, Francis Beck, and Tom Prince from WNY. Athletics. Our resident troublemaker, Roger Weiss, is here. Morning, y'all. Thank you. Right off the bat, and we're also joined by special guest Winston Wilcox from the Niagara Gazette, uh, who will be leaving us, uh, as to my understanding. So we're going to talk to Winston in a little bit. We have uh, basketball, boys and girls, hockey, wrestling, playoffs are in full gear. We'll also have the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week, and uh, thanks for the great nominations that you guys have been sending in. Don't forget, you can go to uh, livefit.com. That's livefit.com if you want to nominate Coach of the Week to G&G Fitness. Tell us who the coach is, the school, and why you are nominating them. Or that uh, that coach. So, uh, morning, guys. Time for news and notes. Let's kick it off. Uh, Francis, anything from you? All right, he's going to pass. Frank's going to pass. Are you passing, Frank? Not exactly. Not exactly? All right. Everybody that screams and yells at officials that think they know more than they do. Come on. People scream at officials? Here's your chance to right the ship. Go to the Section 6 website. There is a link there for you to become an official. Because the more you guys and some women up there scream and yell and complain and whine and the B word and everything else, you're not going to have officials for too long if we keep that up. We have to somehow, you know, act a, a little more mature at these games. But at the same time, the officials, the number of officials, we're losing them. You know, there's a lot it's of guys that are... It's getting harder and harder it is. Uh, to, you know... Uh, and it, it trickles down to the youth uh, leagues that, like, I'm involved in where you can't get officials for games. Oh, we'd like to do it on that date, but there's no officials available. Uh, Tom, I don't know if it's uh, trickled down in baseball if we're seeing the same thing with travel and house baseball with uh, umpires. But, I mean, you firsthand, you know how the abuse that these people take. Oh, no doubt. And not only that, we've gotten out at a point where a lot of these baseball leagues use the kids, right? Our high school athletes as umpires. Yes, I've experienced that last summer. And I'm going to tell you, these kids don't want to do it anymore. No, they don't. Because they're getting harassed by parents like I've never seen before. It's uncalled for. It really is. You need to get a grip. You know, it's great that you support your child in whatever sport, at whatever age group. Uh, first of all, at the youth movement, understand that the coaches are volunteers. The referees get uh, a little bit of money. But, you know, don't confuse them. They're not professionals. Tony, we talked part- we talk before the break. You and I... We'd be up in those bleachers throwing haymakers. Oh, exactly. Easily. We'd be choking people, getting choked. And I've thought uh, about it. I've thought about it. You know what? I, 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 maybe I should become a, a referee. guard mentality kicks in. Yeah, that's not even Not even officiating. Sometimes you want to go out there. Just as a spectator, you want to go and choke some of these people that are 
just calling these officials the worst things you could possibly say, forgetting the fact that there are kids around, and not just the kids that are on the court. There's like 10-year-old kids, 8-year-old kids. That behavior, you know, they see that, and then and that's they what they, okay. they think that it's they okay. They think it's okay. They can do so, it when they're adults. Yeah. I mean, you want to whistle, this, that, and the other, but arguing every single call on the court, on the ice, on the field, where have you, it gets... It's the zero tolerance, you know. Yeah. Every official is not going to be make every call right, and I had the and I'm getting to know more and more officials and uh, a couple guys that come down to court and they'll see me and out of the corner of the end, they say, "Yeah, I know, Roger, I blew that call." It's going to happen. You're going to miss a holding it call in football, the, uh, a pass in the NFC championship yeah, game. It, it's going to happen. These guys get paid what thousands and thousands for one yeah, game. They, they uh, do well, and I recall. And this is something: if you're involved in youth sports, if you're on a, a board, maybe you're a, bo- a league president. Here's something to think about. And I saw this one of my training videos that uh, I did for certification, and that is put a camera up, film the crowd. All right, you have a parent that's unruly, that's up there cussing and uh, not behaving to the standards that you deem acceptable. Bring that parent aside and show them the video. Look, this is how you're behaving at a game. This is unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, do you want us coming into your work, into your office, and, and giving you hell every time you make a you lose a sale or every time you screw up a case in court? I mean, should we have a section there booing you every time you screw something up when you're on the job? I mean, you don't want that. Hey, I get enough harassment just being on a microphone. <laughs> I was, was going to say, is we get that from our bosses alone. But, uh, Roger, there's something you said that really I, I, I believe is also part of the issue. No tolerance, right? Zero tolerance. We hear that all the time. But there's no um, re- re- repercussions for somebody that does this or that gets thrown out of a game, they come back, the same thing happens again. There has to be some sort of repercussion that says, you did wrong, you're not going to do this anymore, and everyone else sees it, so it starts to stop. And the other thing when it comes to tolerance, it's zero tolerance when the call goes against their team. Yeah. There might be three or four calls that went against the other team that were so questionable, you don't hear a peep out of those people. But then when it happens to their team, oh my God, terrible, what are you doing here? And the other thing I want to mention, and I know, Anthony, you're not going to believe this, but there are still basketball officials in the high school, uh, Western New York High School. They're actually older than I am. No. And why are they still out there? Well, number one, a few of them because they like it. But another reason, there are guys that wanted to step aside, and they've been begged to stick around because they can't get replacement officials. And the Never thing even is, thought too, about though, that. There, it, there is good money in officiating. There's really good money. I know a lot of guys that... You know, they get to age 50, 55, they'll take an early retirement and literally do that. They'll do two, three games a night, four nights a week. Four or five sports, and you know which referee I'm talking about. But still, I mean, there's good money in it, and I think it's it's something that I wish more people would go out and and throw their hat out and try try doing officiating. Just go, and and you're not going to start right at the high school level. You're not getting the championship game. Go start in the younger leagues, the club leagues, the... Third, fourth, fifth grade basketball leagues, the little league baseball. Start there. Don't you have to get tested each time you progress to the Earn next your craft. step? Don't you have to take another test? I think that you? depends on the sport. Exactly. Uh, I know the Amani officials who officiate our games in Nason Niagara Erie Youth 
Sports Association. They're always looking for uh, referees. Uh, contact Jeffrey Richardson. He'd be happy to talk to you if you're interested in becoming a ref. And speaking of youth sports, keep your eyes open. Right now, registrations are open all throughout Western New York. I know Cayuga Baseball and Softball, the registration is open. In fact, I think they even have uh, walk-ins today on 90. 90- Third Street, I believe it is, or 91st, one or the other. I have to check with Wally Dean. But check uh, throughout West New York. Uh, South Towns, you guys are already. Uh, oh, I don't think there's a league right now that does. It's yes. not open as far as registration goes for, for Little League Baseball. Not to right mention now. your your uh, summer soccer leagues. Registration is open for that. and So, you know, check your uh, local publications and you'll find registrations. Get your kids signed up and ready to go. Anything else for news and notes, gentlemen? There was a lot. Oh, there wait. I do have notes. a big one, though. And uh, I wanted to throw this one out there. Happy birthday, Zach Prince from the gang here at Inside High School Sports. How old is Zachary, Tom? Turned 20 today. 20? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> hey, look at the bright side. Five more years and his auto insurance goes down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's well, a positive for you. I don't know with him out on the roads. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Zachary. I hope you have a great day uh, from Anthony, all of us can here. I mention an anniversary I neglected to mention last week? Yeah, if you want to stay out of the doghouse. Uh, well, no, it's not that kind of anniversary. Not a wedding anniversary. Fifty years ago, last Saturday, I was separated from my active duty in the military. Really? Fifty years. Oh. I came back on Friday, uh, February 14th. I tell everybody through the years, the Statue of Liberty was my Valentine that year. I returned from Europe, and uh, 50 years ago. I was only four. Shut Just up. That- I didn't ask you how old you were. <laughs> the rest of us were swimming. <laughs> <laughs> They've not even been heard of. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Congratulations God. and thank you for your service. Oh, you're quite welcome. Friends. All right. Before we get into talk, do you guys have anything else before I get into all right? G and G Fitness Player, I mean Coach of the Week, and congratulations to Lakeshore's Brett Lifeford for their uh, win over Maryville. So uh, he is our G and G Fitness Coach of the Week. Nominated coach at lifefit.com. That'll get you. Uh, remember the coach's name, the school, uh, sport, and why you are nominating him. All right, guys, a lot of upsets, I guess. Not a lot of upsets, but some curious upsets, depending on the sport. So, in fact, uh, let's start with wrestling, uh, Francis. Why don't we get going on that? You've been in, uh, in contact with Matt O'Rourke, so lay it on us, buddy. All right, so we in the section, uh, state section, uh, I'm sorry, state wrestling finals are going on in Syracuse. Right now. So, yeah, right now. Uh, in the large schools, we have 10 out of the 25 sections representatives are still alive. And in the small schools, we still have uh, nine alive. Uh, so we have all three McDougal cousins are in there, are still are in the semifinals for their weight class. We have Ryan Stencil from Lancaster, 152. Adam D'Agostini from Grand Island. And at 182, we have Dominic Thomas from St. Francis. Those are the large schools. And then in the small schools in the semifinals, Andy Lukinski from Newfane, Zach Bradle from Tonawanda, Johnny Putney from East Aurora, Corey Day from Iroquois, Robbie Penhello from Falconer, and Mike Riegerman from Pioneer. They're all in the small... In the small school semifinals, um, 
As you said, Matt O'Rourke is down there. You can follow him. I just put a link to his live blog on the Facebook group, so be sure to follow him. And hopefully we'll have some champions by the end of the weekend. I didn't hear the McDougal names. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all three oh, of them are in. Okay. Yeah. Good. I mean, those are kind of, kind of expected them to go far uh, this year, possibly bringing home state championships. F3. Uh, let's see. Roger, girls basketball. Okay, where do you want me to start? At the top. Okay, double A's have not had their uh, uh, their quarterfinals will be February uh, the twenty sixth, which would be what's that Tuesday, I believe. Uh, Frontier will be hosting Lockport, uh, and Clarence will be playing at Orchard Park. Uh, I look for the uh, top seeds to win in that. Especially Frontier. Uh, Frontier looking good. They've already knocked off Lake Shore this year. They gave St. Mary's of Lancaster all they could handle. What is so good about Frontier? I, I don't want to get away from what you're doing. I want to go through all the teams, but what is it about Frontier that makes them so good? Probably that they have the two top players in Class in Class AA and probably three of the top five. Okay. Uh, That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rest of the seven teams, you can pick names out of the hat, uh, but parity-wise, uh, and it'll come down to either Clarence or OP making it to Buff State against, like I say, if Frontier doesn't win, they'd have to have one of their worst games, and Lockport would have to bring their A game in order for Frontier not to be there. Section D, uh, Panama, the number one seed, they actually draw a bye until the semis. Forestville, they will be playing fourth seed Floresville. Number two seed Franklinville will be playing Sherman. I look for Franklinville and Panama for a rematch. Possibly a de facto state championship game. The winner of that game, anything less than a state championship, I guarantee is a disappointment. Really? Yes. Okay. Are you going down to Jamestown on Friday? Friday is boys. Jamestown Friday will be boys? the girls next Saturday. Okay, you going down? I'm going down to the, uh, for the girls' game okay. Saturday. In fact, I'll have to leave after the first segment next week. I'll so be there we for the boys. So we have to do uh, uh, basketball first next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Class A, Will South is the second seed. They will be playing Niagara-Wheatfield. Uh, I look for Will South to win that game. Number one, Grand Island. Number four, Hamburg. Uh, if Grand Island doesn't bring their A game, Hamburg has been under the radar all year long, and they have quietly snuck into the semifinal game, and that will be at Clarence on the 27th. I believe that would be Wednesday. And that's their third year in a row those teams have faced off in the semifinals. Yes. That familiarity there. Yes. Class A2, this is the war. Lakeshore versus Iroquois. Lakeshore, the number one seed. Uh, everybody concedes that the top three uh, teams in uh, Class A in girls basketball would be Amherst and Lakeshore from A2 and Will South from A1. Lakeshore is as good as any one of them. The only problem is, and I don't know if you guys saw the news the other day, they had a write-up on Lakeshore, and they're talking about the third year that they would have to go through Amherst. You know, because two years ago they knocked off Will South, who were the defending state champions at the time. 
Lakeshore, if they bring their A game, they could beat everybody, including Amherst. The problem is, especially after that article in the paper, Lakeshore better not be looking past Iroquois. They beat Iroquois handily in Iroquois' bar in the second game of the year. The first game, it was overtime at Lakeshore, and the only reason it went into overtime is uh, Iroquois missed a couple of free throws or they'd have won that game. So, again, the odds would be in favor of Lakeshore, but if they're looking past Iroquois, that could be a big mistake. Class B, B1. Anybody heard of uh, somebody named Sarah Pfeiffer from Olean? Yeah, she just knocked in 50. Yeah, 50 in a playoff game. Yeah, no big deal. Watch this. Here's 50. Yeah, but, it's, but, but she's got to be averaging f- over 40 a game, isn't it? No, or- because you know what? Like, for example, I went to that Iroquois game, and in the first half, she was crazy. On and on. And the second half, and this is what makes the difference from the Sarah Pfeiffer two years ago. In my opinion, two years ago, it was all about Sarah Pfeiffer. Now... Sarah Pfeiffer, actually, I watched that game seriously against Iroquois. She's making all of her teammates look better than they really are. Not that they're bad, but they're better because of Sarah Pfeiffer. She's more focused on team play than an individual. And she's at the point if her teammate has the open shot. Or you look at it, she didn't feel like she had to carry it uh, all by herself anymore, that we have enough talent around here, let's spread it around. Yes, and 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 she makes her teammates want to be involved. It's not like you get somebody... With that much talent on a team, and the other four, they're out there for two reasons. Number one, because you have to have five people on the court at a time. That's a good reason. And number two, they're just standing around waiting for uh, the teammate to do something. Sarah's got all these people involved. I'm very impressed with her this year. And, and Roger, that comes with maturity. I mean, uh, you know, uh, there's a big difference between a sophomore and a senior out there, oh. especially when you're asked to be a leader uh, from such a young age. Sure. I mean, give this woman a lot of credit. It, it, if that's the way she was and she's made that turnaround. And, I mean, this isn't even her highest point total of the year. No. no she, she had a 63-point game. 60 already, you yes. know. Uh, so, uh, no doubt. Got, I mean, right now, you got to be talking about her as one of the players of the year sure. right now. And they're going up against City Honors. Now, City Honors has obviously a much weaker schedule than Olean has. But City Honors happens to have the second highest scorer in Western New York, an average, in a sophomore, Kira Wood. Woohoo! Now, we'll find out how good Kira Wood's and whether she can carry City Honors. That's going to be by far her toughest task. I don't know if that could happen. Uh, the other uh, semifinal, East Aurora, the second seed, they're going to play Fredonia, which is the lowest seed to come to make the semifinal in either the boys or the girls. They were the 14th seed. Why were they the 14th seed? Because they were in the CCAC division that had Olean, Southwestern, Chautauqua Lake, Maple Grove, so and Dunkirk. They were the worst team in the, uh, you know, win-loss-wise in that league. That's the reason why they have the 14th seed, but they've already knocked off Newfane and they've already knocked off Albion, uh, excuse me, uh, I don't have the other one in front of me, but coming from 14 all the way uh Springville. They knocked off the third sp- seed, Springville. So they're going to play East Aurora. Uh, they might run out of the, their fortune, might run out, because East Aurora is good in spite of having lost Emma Brinker to graduation. Sarah Telly is playing really well. Class C, I'm sorry, B2. 
Eden is the number one seed. They play the number four seed, Southwestern. Southwestern also comes out of that tough division I just alluded to. I don't think Eden can handle Southwestern. Uh, out of the five starters on Eden, only Brooke Woodard would be able to start on the Southwestern team, and she would probably be fifth or sixth on that team, depending on the situations and all that. Uh and leading Southwestern, of course, would be Aaron Raddick, who's a repeat from last year on our top 25. Coach Joe Doherty is going to have to really come up with a game plan if they're going to beat uh, Southwestern. Uh, number seven, Allegheny Limestone, will be going against the third seed, Olmstead. Olmstead led by, if the name's familiar, Gabby McDuffie, uh, Isaiah McDuffie's uh, younger sister and all mm-hmm. that. Allegheny Limestone just knocked off uh, Brian Baker and the Wilson team, which was the third seed. And you said that that was going to be a very tough matchup for Brian and, and his Wilson girls. Hey, Brian had a very young team. Uh, next year, look out for Wilson. They're going to be good. They have just about everybody. We back. say that every year. Well, no, but uh, <laughs> this year I don't think they may have had one senior, maybe. <laughs> Class C, Maple Grove. Uh, this is Class C, too, now. Maple Grove's the number one seed. They will be going up against Randolph. Maple Grove, another team that came out of that tough division. I look for them to advance, and they will play the winner of Frewsburg and Cass Valley. To me, Maple Grove should end up at Buff State and winning. Class C won. Portville, Chautauqua Lake in the 1-5 game. Silver Creek and Falconer in the 3-7 game. Portville's number one. Again, Chautauqua Lake, another team that came out of that tough division. So I look for Chautauqua Lake to upset Portville in that one. And I think that's it for the What girls. about Monsignor Martin? Monsignor Martin? Assuming that the games are played, they got uh, semifinals tomorrow. Now, I don't know if the projected weather is going to change that. Yeah, we're supposed to have some serious winds tomorrow. And then I think by Monday, we could be looking at uh, possibly blizzard-like conditions. Well, I suppose I thought the uh, wind advisory ends at 10 o'clock Monday morning. I was just going by what I read this morning. Okay, uh, the uh, Sunday at Villa Maria four games at one two forty five four thirty and six fifteen. Uh, Narden is going to take on, uh, I believe, uh, Buffalo Sam, and the two three game that would leave. Uh, I don't have the teams in front of me. Uh, the 4.30 game would be uh, Narden. I said Narden earlier. I think I was wrong. Narden would be playing um, St. Mary's of Lancaster, and uh, O'Hara would be playing. No, I'm sorry. Scratch that. Let me get back to you after the break, and I'll have those teams. So it sounds I don't have them written down in my paper. Uh, All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get uh, – the finals are set up uh, that Roger will have. And we're also going to get into boys basketball, then hockey. We're going to talk to uh, uh, Winston Wilcox in a little bit from the Niagara Gazette, get his take. I know he's been following the Wolverines uh, all season, so we'll find out uh, a little bit about that. So we'll have all that and more on Inside High School Sports. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kelly along with 
Frank Wolf, Francis Beck, and Tom Prince from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss, our resident troublemakers here, and we are joined by Winston Wilcox. Uh, can we say formally of the Niagara Gazette now, or you still have uh, yeah, a, a little bit of uh, time yet? Not yet. I'm still here. I'm still here until um, I, I won't leave the actual area until sometime next week. But today is officially my last day uh, at the Niagara Gazette. Oh, uh, so sorry to hear that. I've been enjoying uh, following you. And for those of you who do read uh, the Gazette in my part of the woods, uh, where are you headed? Uh, I'm headed down to Augusta, Georgia, um, nice. covering covering high schools uh, down there as well, um, moving to warmer weather. <laughs> oh, I envy you there. Now, the last time I saw you, you were actually interviewing me. <laughs> and it's not too often that that happens where I have a guest that uh, has interviewed me. Uh, and that was after uh, my son's Little League team won the uh, Mayor's Cup. Yes. So uh, Mayor Deister handed me the trophy and then... You guys come up to me and says, "Go get a few words." I'm like, "What? Huh?" <laughs> but it was fun. That yeah, that was neat, and it was uh, nice to meet you. In fact, you had uh, been a guest on the show, but I was home recovering from surgery last year, right. so I didn't get to meet you when you were in. And it's nice to have you in today. Always uh, a pleasure to be here. We're getting into talking about uh, boys. But wait, before wait. we get into boys basketball, Raj, give us that update first, real quick on Monsignor Martin. A one o'clock game tomorrow. This is the girls, and these are all at Villa Maria. Buffalo Sem will play Park School. At 4.30, Mount St. Mary's will play Narden in the uh, A semifinal. At 6.15, Mount Mercy will play Sacred Heart. Uh, Mount St. Mary's would be uh, the number one seed, Narden the fourth seed after they knocked off Nichols, I believe, Thursday night. Mount Mercy and Sacred Heart. Uh, Mount Mercy is the second seed, Sacred Heart's the third However, how's the old saying go? It's awfully tough to beat a team three times in one year. Sure is. Especially when one of the teams is Sacred Heart. So, to me, that's a pick em game. And then the final game, would there's only one. The finals will be on uh, Friday night, March 1st. The B final at 4.30. The A final at 6.15. And the double A final, one game elimination for who goes downstate as the Monsignor Martin representative. That will be the rubber match this year between say, uh, O'Hare, Cardinal O'Hara and St. Mary's of Lancaster. And uh, while I'm on, mentioning it, and thanks, Frank, for posting it on the WGRZ Inside High School Sports Facebook page. Congratulations again to Caroline Zangi scoring 1,000 points. Uh, especially... Congratulations. Uh, if you'd have told me a month ago with the injury she received in the first game against Sacred, uh, excuse me, against Cardinal O'Hara, I didn't think she'd be back this year in time to have enough games to get in a thousand points. Congratulations to her again. That's outstanding. All yes. Right. Uh, if you saw what happened to her that night, yeah. you would not believe that she'd have been back. Let's get back to talking with uh, Winston. You, you've been covering Niagara Falls basketball, one of the premier uh, teams in the area. Coach uh, Costantino does such a great job with that squad. They beat Lancaster last night. They're going on to play uh, Orchard Park next. Who Tom Prince told us last week, don't sleep on Orchard Park, and uh, they knocked off Jamestown. In Jamestown, In Jamestown, yeah. so that's a pretty uh, amazing feat right there. Uh, what's so special about this Falls team? You know, they 
they suffer an injury, but yet they're able to change their game and keep pressing on. Uh, I think what makes Niagara Falls special is that, you know, they're a young team, but they're extremely talented. Um, you know, as, as, it seems like every year they're getting a new crop of younger players coming in and, you know, just kind of filling in roles. I mean, you, you know, Sal, when I talked to him last night, talked about, you know, his senior class and he's going to miss his senior class. And, you know, Sal does so much for the kids um, themselves outside of basketball that, um, you know, when it when, when he gets to that on the court, you know, he his job is a lot easier because he's surrounded just by talented kids. And it's literally that next man up mentality where, you know, they're going to miss their seniors next year. And all of a sudden, you know, they're going to get a new crop of players that are going to come in, step in, fill the role and, you know, continue to be just as dominant. He gives a lot of credit to his kids, and uh, I told him last week, I said, well, don't sell yourself short, Coach. You're able to adjust and change your style of play uh, because of an injury. So I think, uh, you know, it, it, when you look at a coach that's able to make adjustments and do it right, then he's doing a good job. Absolutely, absolutely. And this year they don't have that many seniors they have to replace. They're led by what, a freshman and a sophomore? Yeah, they're led by Willie Lightfoot's freshman, Jalen Bradbury, sophomore. Um, they're losing Josiah Harris, Moran Montgomery, and Nine Bradley. And I think there's a couple other um, role players, play, role right. players yeah, that, that they'll be graduating. Jamon J- <clears throat> Turner, who's transferred from Niagara Catholic, I think he's a senior this year as well. And we got to emphasize, <laughs> normally they play the Thursday night <clears throat> games. The double A's are always Thursday night games of playoff week. This year, they're playing day after tomorrow on Monday at Buff State. No other games, boys or girls, in any other classes. So that's the only game in town. And I don't have to worry about a conflict. And they are bringing the band, are they not? I believe so. They better be bringing the band. The band travels almost everywhere they go. (laughs) That's half the reason I go to those games, man. It is just such a great atmosphere at Buff State when Niagara Falls is playing and that band plays out. It's just (laughs) Well, you know, they're getting ready to do a, a, uh, a kind of refurbish the school. I mean, it's hard to think of it, you know, that the school needs work uh, being <laughs> the there. Brand it seems new like gym. it just opened. Uh, but, they, you know, I saw an interview with uh, Superintendent Mark Laurie, and he said that uh, they are going to do some uh, things around it. But here's, you know, and I know, Mark, uh, you're probably out there listening. You have one of the premier teams in western New York. Do something with that floor. Make it pop when you walk into the I'm headed there right after the show mm-hmm. for my son's game. You need to make that floor pop. It's already a great atmosphere. Throw something in there. Don't you think you should uh jazz it up a bit? Yeah, it could, it, 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 could, it could use a little bit again. I I Niagara Falls High School is one of the more fun gyms to be in just because like you 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 get in there and you know it just it, it, it the, the atmosphere right. um is, is is second to none. Well, you look at all those banners. That's a, you know, yeah, they have a you few banners, banners hanging up there. And you're like, whoa, we're in for a game here. So what I find real unique in, in Western New York basketball this year on the boys' side is these younger kids that have come up. We hear it on the girls' side all the time about about 7th, 8th, ninth graders leading the way. You don't hear it on the boys' side, right? And you're talking about Luport, one of the best teams in the area, led by an 8th grader and a ninth grader. You're now talking about Niagara Falls, led by a ninth and a tenth grader, right? This is this is a theme all across Western New York that we're seeing, right? So, um, what do you think is going to be the kind of the future right now? But I know you're going, but what the future of Western New York boys basketball looks like with so many young players leading the way. I, I mean, me personally, from from watching these teams play, I think the future is going to remain young. 
Um, and I think that, you know, it's almost, you know, every every player that comes up behind these younger guys are going to say, well, I want to be the next, you know, eighth grader on varsity. I want to be the next ninth grader that, you know, has two, three years on varsity just from playing. And if nothing more, being on the bench, you know, their seventh, eighth grade year and being that player that, you know, comes in, you know, late in the games to kind of, you know, or show teams, you know, what they have to and, and, and their ability to play. I think it's just going to continue to stay young. And is it going to get any younger? I, just, I think it's just going to be too hard because, you know, there's a, there's a certain talent gap, you know, between and, 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 and strength and, 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 you know, in terms of, you know, player development, you know, they're not, you know, a sixth grader is not going to be able to play at the same level as a junior or senior. So, you know, I don't think it's going to get any younger, but I definitely believe that, you know, the eighth graders and the ninth graders that, you know, are, are playing are setting the standard of, 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 of what to expect out of high schools moving forward. Do you Go. think they stay or do you think those – Eighth and ninth and tenth graders stop playing high school ball and go play somewhere else at a, at a prep school, or maybe maybe the showcase tournaments on the weekend AAU plays a bigger factor and we start losing some of these kids to those other programs. With basketball, it just seems like that's the direction I can see five ten years from now. There's going to be more of these AAU tournaments popping up, and we're going to be losing these kids. That's a that, that's a really good point. I mean, I definitely think that you know as the 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 core of teams get younger. I think that time span that they stay there, like you said, starts to shrink as well because, you know, they have, you know, eighth grade and ninth grade to prove themselves and then come sophomore, junior year, you know, they're ready to, like you said, take that next level and go play at a prep school or go play somewhere where they can get a, a little bit more exposure and put themselves in a situation to play at the highest level. Francis, I mentioned uh, Orchard Park and Niagara Falls moving on and they'll they'll face each other. Let's get uh, going in double A's. Who's uh, moving on and where are we at right now? In boys basketball? Yes. All right. Um, yeah, we have Niagara Falls. They beat Lancaster tonight. Um, last night. Last night. <laughs> yeah, let me open up the double-A bracket. Uh, Will North faces Lockport. That's going to be the 25th at Buff State, 6 p.m. The other semifinal is going to be Orchard Park, Niagara Falls. That'll be following 745. Those games will be on Monday at Buff State. I just want to mention, Tony, uh, Frontier, Gary Domsalski's last game at Will North. They nearly, as an eight seed, knocked off Will North. Only uh, uh, not boxing out on a free throw might have been a difference in that game. Frontier was up 13 last night. Will North had to come back. All right, do we want to go on to boys hockey real quick before the break? No, well, we, we got all the other boys classes. <laughs> do, what do we, we got all the classes to go through. <laughs> There's just two amazing games the other night. St. Joe's and yeah, that's true. Yeah. Park Saint... and St. Francis Canisius. Wow. Yeah. St. Joe's. <laughs> Exciting. There's a lot to talk about. Triple overtime. Triple overtime, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so St. Joe's. and Joe's moving on. Or Canisius and Park moving on. How does that yeah. work with the referees? Do they get time and a half for the first overtime and then double time for the second and third overtime? <laughs> I don't think they get anything extra for overtime. Oh, okay. Go ahead, St. Francis. Joe's led the way for really a majority of that game against Park, and Park did come away. You know, they went to overtime and came away with it, but, you know, phenomenal job to that St. Joe's team with new coach Gabe Michael. Came over from Will South. He brought about, he brought a new group together, and they've just started to get rolling, and this could be the future for St. Joe's is where they start winning these games, and you get a really competitive Monsignor Martin. And again, a shout-out to St. Francis in the other semifinal for really giving it to Canisius as well. Yeah, Canisius and Park were both tested big time, so now we'll see that those two will face off again. Uh, do we Tony, have the rest of the brackets up for uh, Section 6? I want to go through uh, the A's, B's, and uh, C's. 
Well, today there's you get four huge games today, right? I mean, Sweet Home's at home. That's they've a got, big one, right? They've there. got Hutch Tech, West Seneca West is at Will South. It's another big game. Is West Seneca West missing starters? Am I missing something here? Other than Justin Johnson, I well, don't know. No, they just played Kim Maurice and one by one point, and then the coach tweeted out that, well, yeah, we were missing three starters. I don't know what he meant I'm by that. I'm not familiar and I don't with know. that, but I just got. Someone could tweet is... at us and tell us what's the story there. Uh, okay. Oh, we'll go to e, you covered A one, I think. So well, Williamsville well, East at McKinley, and then Niagara Weefields at NT today at one o'clock. Those are all one o'clock just games. To, yeah. Just to add my two cents on that game, I definitely think you shouldn't sleep on Niagara Wheatfield. They no. they are coming mm-hmm. in as you know a, a heavy underdog, but you know, for all intents and purposes, for being they're a six seed, yeah. I think they have a fairly easier road simply because they well, go through the NFL. Wasn't that one of those State. teams that was getting better as the year oh, went they're, along? They're, they're nine and three in their last twelve, including a seven game win streak during that period. So they are definitely hitting their stride in that end season. And I went and saw that game on Tuesday against Kimmore West. And you know they, you know the second half they were playing with a lead, and you know Kim West kind of fought back. But you know with, with, with Niagara Field, they're a team that. If they're shooting really well and they're playing as a team, they are a dangerous team to beat. I knew and they're North playing against somebody they're familiar with with North Tonawanda. Exactly. To me, that's a pick 'em exactly. game. Yeah, get in there and rebound. The I knew- other thing that's ironic, excuse me, Frank, about that whole uh, quarterfinal round: Will South and West Seneca West in the quarterfinal, a rematch of that four overtime game a year ago at Buff State. I wanted to bring that to your attention. I just got a chuckle on uh, Wednesday night. Wasn't that when Niagara Weefield and Ken West played? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? It was Wednesday night, sorry. I got a chuckle because I'm at the Harbor Center, and all of a sudden I start seeing all these basketball players from Kenmore West come in awful early. I'm like, oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs> that must have been, it must not have done too good tonight because I see four starters walk into the arena, and I'm like, the game just ended like less than half an hour ago. You got from we filled all the way to Harbor Center. Oh boy, that they was must a quick fouled out ride. early, right? <laughs> all right, guys, let's take a time out here uh, before I tee you guys up for a technical, and come back in the next <laughs> segment, and uh, we'll kind of go through the uh, rest of the uh, schedule for basketball, and then Francis, you're going to get us updated on uh, boys and girls hockey. So we'll have all of that and more. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at eleven wa- one o'clock, Washington and the Sabers, right here on WGR Sports Radio. 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. We're picking it up uh, with basketball. Uh, where we are right now, we went through the uh, A1 quarterfinals. We mentioned Hutch Tech against Sweet Home, West Seneca West against Will South. Uh, we've got Niagara Weefield, North Tonawanda. A2, West Seneca East at Amherst. That's at 1 o'clock. South Park at Iroquois, 1 o'clock. Health Science at Luport, 1 o'clock. Lakeshore at Cheektowaga, 1 o'clock. B1 quarterfinals, Fredonia at Medina at 1 p.m. Springville City Honors at 1 p.m. East Aurora at Olean at 1 p.m. Newfane at Lackawanna. 1 p.m. No, we have uh, on the website it says East Aurora at Lackawanna and New Fane at Olean. That's what he said. Oh, did it? Oh. No, I had East Aurora at Olean. That's in the Gazette. No, that he could project those two to be playing in the uh, semi. Uh, you know, I like coming out of B1 Anthony. I like Springville, fifth seed, but Mason Goodrich, he's the real deal. And that is to me is a very balanced. I said, come out of that seat. I'd like them to play Olean in the final. 
B2, uh, Allegheny Limestone, top seed against Western Maritime Charter. Uh, Wilson uh, will host Southwestern, albeit they came this afternoon. Uh, Math Science Tech Prop will take on Burgard, and Olmstead will host John F. Kennedy. All those games today at 1 o'clock. Uh, the C1 bracket will be uh, Middle Early College will host Chautauqua Lake. That will be on the 25th at Jamestown Community College. And Buffalo East will host Tapestries Charter. That will follow it on the 25th. Everyone's looking forward to a Middle College East final on there. That ought to be one of the games of the year. Now, and this then, is the time you, the games are going to be packed. Where would that ahead. game be played? Jamestown. Aren't these schools from Buffalo? They got to go all the way down there? Yeah, yeah. but most of the C schools. I understand that, but we got to go all the way down there. Well, what do you think that's bad? What about Southwestern? They got to go all the way up to Wilson. I was telling Tony at the break, that's a two and a half hour ride. Another game in that bracket is Burgard at Seneca. If they catch green lights, they can make it in two and a half minutes. They could walk there. I know. Hey, it's a five hour ride home if they lose. Oh, bingo. Go ahead, continue, All right, Francis. and then in Class D, the semifinals, which will take place the 25th and 26th at Jamestown Community College, Franklinville against Forestville, and Clymer against Panama. All right, hockey, guys. St. Mary's, St. Joe's, uh, puck drop 2.30 tomorrow. It's a rematch of last year's Niagara Cup final. Two great teams, excellent teams. I think the goaltending is, I don't want to say it's evenly matched, uh, but it's close. I mean, you got... Uh, Karoleski, who stole a game last year for St. Mary's, he's playing phenomenal right now. That third overtime they went to with Canisius the other day, they got a big goal from the one of the Mangan kids. Their family's from South Carolina. They they're uh, they were ex Western York Patriots. They moved back so the kids could play hockey. St. Mary's, congrats to the Mangan brothers. Um, but St. Joe's, you got two outstanding goaltenders there. I'm not sure who they're going to go with tomorrow. We haven't talked to Crows yet to know for sure. Yeah, I don't think it really matters. I think they're going to both put up a good fight. And yeah. you have 10 kids on that roster who have 10 points or more. By the way, happy belated birthday to Coach Joe Crozier. I was just going to you stole my thunder. The crow. Dunk! <laughs> so I know uh, St. Joe's is going to church 430 today at St. Andrews. They always go to church the day before a game, especially on a Sunday. I like to hear that. Um Nico Pavicic, to me, is the key player there. That kid just is 100% on the ice all the time. He goes, you know, I can't use the reference I want no, to use. No, you can't. But he's, the t- he's, he's a tough kid, and he makes that team go. And I think if he gets on his game and he could pound away and hit some people, St. Joe's could be in line to recapture that Niagara Cup. But St. Mary's going to give him everything they have. Francis, I think you like St. Joe's in that game. I do. I think his high school, I think St. Joe's is just as strong as last year, and they're going to have last game's game on their mind the whole time, and they're not going to let the foot off the gas pedal whatsoever. I kind of agree, but I know St. Mary's isn't afraid of anybody. They're just not afraid. They weren't afraid of Canisius. They weren't afraid of him last year. They definitely weren't afraid of St. Joe's this year, playing with a ton of confidence right now. In the Where large- is that gold in her? In the large schools, we have Niagara, Wheatfield, and Orchard Park. Niagara, we, uh, the whole large schools have been, you know, a twin flip the entire year. Niagara Wheatfield went through a tough stretch in January, uh, but they got hot late um, late in the season here, and they come in against Orchard Park, who got that top seed, and they've been playing well. This is Orchard Park's first trip to the sectional final. This is a toss-up, but I think it's going to be weak deal. I think they're just a little bit hotter, and they have a lot more experience in the moment. I value that quite a bit. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree because Niagara Weefield is playing their best hockey right now. Um, I love their, uh, I think it's number nine, uh, Caleb Lee. 
one of the top players in the in in the large schools for sure. Uh, Peyton Siegman is a great goaltender. Um, I don't know if they can forget what happened last year at Harbor Center and that state loss and the big moment they cracked. Uh, and a lot of those experienced players are gone. Rick Rosen, though his teams have been there eight out of the last ten years, but the thing is, Orchard Park beat them fifteen to eight in two games this year, seven four and eight four. So Orchard Park has had their number. Third time a charm is awful tough to win. Small schools. West Seneca West is back to defend their Section Six title against Grand Island, another team Francis that has never been there this far. West Seneca West is a very tough team. Uh, the key ingredient there for West Seneca West to me is this Mike Velasquez kid who did not get to play last year. He's like an unsung hero. Missed all of last year because he went out for football, got injured, sat out the entire season. He got a state final football ring. He had to be on the sidelines for that. He couldn't partake. Then he sees his hockey team, his first love. They go all the way to the States. He's got to sit in the press box the whole time. That had to stink for him. But he's back. He's playing great hockey. Chad Chodowski, a great, great captain. And a great hockey player. I like West Seneca West in this game against Grand Island, but they're young and experienced. They do have one of the top lines with Hunt and uh, Russo and Conta. They're a great team. I think they're thin on the blue line, and I think that's where West Seneca West is going to expose them. Girls hockey? Girls hockey, Lid and Flop will take on each other tomorrow at the Harbor Center for the Girls' Fed title. Lid had a big win over Williamsville 3 to nothing in the semifinals, and I believe they beat Monsignor Meriden in the quarterfinals. I'm not... Cash. Cash in the quarterfinals. They shut them both out. Yeah, they Dylan shut them Gorski both out. is the X factor there. We know Flop has a ton of offensive talent and probably the best hockey player in, girls hockey player in Western York and Brooke Becker, the top defenseman, but uh, Dylan Gorski has two shutouts in a row in the postseason. They got a great coach, Santoro. This is a team, when they first came in the league, they didn't win a game for like three years. And now they're playing, they had a chance to play in this Western New York Girls Federation at one time, I want to say 2014. They're back now four years later. They got a really good group of girls. Uh, Jersey Phillips, another outstanding player. But Gorski is the X factor, and I think you could see an upset tomorrow if she's on her A game and continues to play the way she has. All right, there you have it. That'll do it for us. Uh, Winston Wilcox, uh, best of luck to you, and thanks for all that you've done in covering uh, high school sports of uh, your time here. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, guys, that'll do it for us. Sports Talk Saturday is next. WGR Sports Radio 550. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.